Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki, your intuitive life and development coach, and hopefully a voice that's helping you through this pandemic, homeschooling, learning to work from home, haven't seen people in a while trip. Um, and this week, I am bringing an episode from personal experience, and I a lot of the times what will happen is I'm so inquisitive. I'm so curious about what we go through as humans and how we navigate it and how to best understand the process of being physical while having the soul connection. And boy, was I reminded of my physicality in the last 12 months. And after this last week, as I'm in... I can't remember. I think I'm in day seven or eight of quarantine because uh, it's been a rough week and um, still awaiting results. So no, not sure if it's an actual COVID case, but whatever I contracted, let me tell you, life-changing experience because I have never experienced this level of pain, debilitation, and frustration that was coming about as a result of my experience. Not going to describe it. No one needs to know that. <laughs> Suffice it to say that today's one of the first days that I can actually make conversation with myself because, hey, I'm the only one I've seen for this week. And it got me thinking about what... And how could I best navigate this? Because while I have a wonderful sense of humor, I get so frustrated, annoyed, ticked off, any other low vibration energy you want to describe or come up with when I'm not able to do what I would normally be doing. And whether that's seeing my clients, I had to cancel all, but I think I did one session this week and that was to test to see if I could do a full day. And after one, although it was a wonderful session, I realized it's just not going to serve anyone, Vicki. And I can't in good conscience charge someone if I'm not at full capacity to help. And this last week, this last, honestly, 12 months have really helped me to navigate, to learn, to understand what this week's topic is about, which is grace and the ability to be in grace and to see a situation and to navigate it with that. And going back about eight months now, something like that, uh, 10 months, I'm not sure, I hurt my back pretty significantly. And for, I'm a very physical person. I like to move. I like to be active. And I actually get really sore if I'm not moving. So that's one of the things the body has done for me is even when I want to be a couch potato, I get stiff and I get sore. So I have to get up moving. So I had to go through PT and rehabbing my back. And actually, it's really helped me to appreciate this process. And yet I still wasn't in that place of grace or allowing. I was doing it because I had to do it. There's no way I was just going to lay around for the rest of my life and not enjoy and explore and, you know, take advantage of being a human being. And then I 
was coming out of that. I'm still working it, still strengthening it. Lifelong um, uh, intention, I believe. And I contracted Lyme disease while hiking. (laughs) And I'm laughing now because this last iteration of be it COVID or not COVID was so stinking horrendous that about halfway through, I was like, okay, girlfriend, you have got to get the message here. You have got to understand what is going on here. And while I am a firm believer, liver, practicer of the law of attraction, I don't think we attract every bug to us or every ailment. I had somebody ask me, what do you think was going on that you needed to hurt your back? And I remember thinking, I was on my bike. I hit a big hole that I just didn't see. And the reverberation of that sent it up through my spine. And I didn't have the strongest core. I depended on strong legs to pull me everywhere. (laughs) And something in the chain had to give. And that was L4. So... I was kind of annoyed at that question, actually, and I know it's a big thing in the metaphysical world and in energy, and I do believe there to be a correlation, but you know what? Honestly, sometimes a frog is a frog. Sometimes you hit a bump. Sometimes somebody rear-ends you. Sometimes a tick bites you while you're out in the woods, which I'm in the woods a lot. So, you know, go with the variables and the fact that I live in the Northeast in the United States and... (laughs) Yeah, that's there. And, you know, sometimes there's just cooties. We can try to track it down. We can try to figure it out. I don't believe everything that happens is there as a two by four banging us over the head. Having said that, I do believe that there are messages or um, takeaways that we can have in each circumstance, no matter what it is. Have you had to wait in line because, you know, the grocery lines are just ridiculous? Or have you had to wait on a response from someone like pretty much everybody who emailed me this week? If I didn't pass it off to Tracy, they are waiting for a response because I just could not look at the computer and stay upright. So, Part of this process as I'm lying there because I honestly could not do anything else except pray. I did a lot of praying. Um, was to ask, okay, what's my best way through this? How do I navigate this so that I can help keep the energy flowing, but I can also come out of it with an under a deeper understanding of myself? And I feel like this is important. And I see it so much in people, especially those who have a more driven personality. And if we're goal-oriented, you know, we just want to get through the process. And that's not always possible. Our physical bodies have to heal. They have to go through a process of adaptation to whatever's going on now. We have to adapt, much like we have, whether you're in a country that does the firm lockdowns or if you're in the ones like mine that... We have 50 freaking different rules going on and nobody knows what they're doing. So the numbers aren't controlled. The process of individual understanding is necessary. Uh, The process of taking responsibility and accountability for who we are 
and what we're experiencing and how we're learning is important. And I'll tell you, nothing else will drive that home than being a single person thinking you're dying at 3 a.m. in the middle of a blizzard and realizing that even if you wanted to go to the hospital, it is not smart right now. Now, if it was life-threatening, I would have made it. I would have called the police or, or the fire department or something. But um, a week out, and I'm starting to see the humor in it, I'll admit, and the moment I was not. So what happened? I asked, how do I process this? How do I take this experience that I am having right now and have something come out of it, have something other than bodily fluids come out of this thing and have it be a, have it be a return to me. Because again, I do think that there's learning in everything. And grace was the word that kept coming up. And then this was further reinforced by an experience I'll share with you in a little bit. But I kept hearing the word grace and I kept feeling that. And I kept thinking, okay, well, what does grace mean for me? Because that it's going to be different for all of us. For some who have a pretty easy uh, sense of being, a humor, uh, a kind of roll with things personality, it may be a little bit easier to feel the grace in a moment or to give the grace over to a moment than for those that have learned to be more tightly wound or where anxiety is a challenge, that may be hard, truly. And I want you to give yourself some grace in learning grace because this is not something that I believe is taught all that often. And if we're given that opportunity and we give it to ourselves, it's such a powerful place to be. And I'm actually really good at giving other people grace, probably too much sometimes. Uh, but in thinking about this, I was thinking, how can I help people also in their own process to really appreciate where we are with truth and honesty? And I say it that way because I don't believe grace can exist without truth. The truth of the situation was I was really sick. I, I was like really sick. And the honesty of it was I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the feeling of incapacitation. I didn't like the fact that I was losing a week of work. Um, I had so many projects and so many things I wanted to accomplish. And I didn't like the fact that I was feeling really good right before this hit. <laughs> so back was doing well. Lime seemed to be in remission. <laughs> and... Um, then whammo. So the truth of the situation was I couldn't do anything about it except support myself, keep myself hydrated, rest, admit that this is not something I could power through. This was not my, um, you know, previous experience of a bad cold or, you know, grief, which can be debilitating as well. This was truthfully something where my physical body said, sorry, your brain's not going to work this week. So we're going to allow you to be. I will say that having given myself the grace of time of allowing my uh, assistant Tracy to just rebook everybody and to not really get too connected or upset about what they thought if they were disappointed, well, Sorry, but that's on you. Um, and to really give myself the time, having done that intuitively, I feel like there was another 
upgrade that happened. And this is one of the benefits of practicing grace, because if you've ever heard that expression, what we resist persists, it's very true because in, in energy, if you push against something, there will be a counterforce. And when we push against the whatever the message may be or whatever we could learn in the moment, it's just going to have to come around again and learn. And I am a firm believer of asking, okay, what's going on here? What can I learn from this? How can I move forward? That's very different than everything is put there for your benefit. I do believe that we can learn for through everything, but I don't believe that stuff like this is assigned and we must go through things in order to come out the other side. I, I just think that that's too programmed and we are definitely attracting into our experience and to our life what we will then navigate. But to go around thinking that all of this is preordained actually takes away some power. So as I was going through this and I'm asking, how can I help? How can I convey this uh, in a way? And I heard the word grace. I sat with that for a couple days, um, not only because I couldn't really form sentences, but because I didn't want it to be from a place of um, complete surrender, although I'll talk about that later. It's, it is a gift you give yourself. I wanted it to be in a place of appreciation. So when you're pushing against something, had I pushed against this, not only would it likely have dragged it out longer, but it would, I feel like I would have also missed the gift of understanding that, you know what, the world did not stop spinning because Vicki Baird had to spend the week on her couch. It just didn't, <laughs> I'm grateful to say. And I don't believe myself to be the end all be all, but we can often be in that mindset that if I don't do it, no one will do it. So this is a place of having grace. Absolutely, someone will do it. Um, or maybe it doesn't get done. You know, it's not a big deal. I did, I think, three days, three or four days of dishes this morning because I just couldn't stand at the sink and I just kept piling them up. And I am grateful that, well, one, I have the dishes to do that, but also that this process has allowed me, I think, a little bit of ease with myself. So in personal development, like when we talk about the practice of grace, which is not one that's been, I've, I've certainly encouraged people to be at ease with themselves, but I've not described it as grace. So I'm grateful that grace came into my head. I did ask at first, did I know any graces? And I, I do know two. So I did think about them if it was an intuitive hit. And this turns out to be the practice of grace, which is a way of paying attention that is open and inclusive of contradictions. So I was including the contradiction of my brain that's saying, okay, just work on the website or just write up a couple more podcasts or just organize some stuff which I did in fits and starts, but I promise you, it wasn't a lot of productivity going on. The contradiction of my head saying, okay, but you have all these deadlines. You have all these things on the calendar that you said you wanted to get done. And then the paying attention to it in a way that I was open to that. And I was willing to hear 
that that mode of operation is simply not going to work here. Um, and it's not in my best interest, nor the work that I would produce <laughs> probably would have been like reading a drunk text or something. When you're in grace, you're in active receptivity. So it allows you to watch it like a movie or to be in that place of unhooking your expectations or what your perceptions of how it should go and and all of that. And it allows for actually a transcendent awareness. It allows you to go above, go meta, above the humanness to be able to appreciate the fact that something in this amazing body was programmed to be able to usher us through illnesses like this if we listen, if we pay attention, and if we have some grace around it. That's the same of situations. So if you're having a conversation with someone and you feel like you're you're just bucking a wall, you're hitting up against something, where can you have grace? Can you step back, take a breath, ask what you're not seeing? What have you missed in this situation? Um, is there more information that you could gather? Maybe you could say to the person, I don't think this is working right now. Why don't we come back to it later? So when you develop grace, it, it, it has practical benefits. However, its greatest gift is actually to raise your vibration because you're removing resistance. So if you want to develop your intuition further than it already is, and why wouldn't you? And if you're listening to this, likely you want to. This practice of um, allowing for space in any situation or any thinking process or whatever's going on for you will raise your vibration because it's going to take the clutter out. And at some point, I remember asking my guides and asking myself, if this is a practice of grace for me, how do I surrender into that grace? And I believe surrender to mean to release the tension, to let go of whatever perception or belief systems that you may be holding on to in the moment. I believe surrender to be that breath you take. You know that big breath you take right after a, a good cry? That breath, that cleansing, to me, that's surrender. And I remember asking, how do I <laughs> surrender into this moment, into this time? At, while truthfully looking at the disappointment, I had plans. Um, and I was frustrated because I really have been following to the letter the recommendations. But again, cooties exist so I had to surrender that I hadn't done something wrong, that I hadn't put myself in a position that knowing just coming out of Lyme disease that my system was a little bit compromised, even though it's strong, um, that I hadn't um, made a choice that wasn't in my best interest. So the surrendering of that judgment, the surrendering to the moment of, hey, this is a good time to watch some Netflix uh, or to 
see what else is out there because uh, reading was not going to happen. So grace was borrowed from the Latin word gratia, meaning pleasing quality, favor, thanks, um, that space of gratitude that's in there. So being allowing to see the pleasing quality, but also to, I believe, emulate that to be the example of that grace. And I believe that it's also a way of finding the balance between being a pushover um, and having no opinion to actually really knowing yourself so well that you can decide whether to respond to a situation or not. You can decide if you want to get involved in anything. Um, you can decide to release old belief systems. And I believe it's a way of learning forgiveness. And when I talk about forgiveness, I do it from a place of letting go. That That's what forgive means. It means to let go. And I believe we forgive for ourselves and not necessarily for the other person. So the practice of forgiving another, you may come to a sweet space in your heart and you may arrive in an understanding of what and how they behave, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you still have to have contact with them um, or that you have to be okay with whatever the circumstances were. So the other thing that happened this week, because, you know, I'm laying on my butt all the time, I was on social media and I had posted what I thought was funny, a comment that said the COVID test really isn't that big of a deal. Now, I know in the beginning it was horrific. <laughs> and I'm sure if you have a deviated septum or something, you probably have a different experience than I did. And I just posted a funny comment on my um, my wall, my private wall, that uh, it was no big deal because if you've ever had a uterine biopsy, this was a piece of cake, man. And of course, you know, people have to respond and mine was horrific. And I, I wish everybody could hear these things and read them with, listen, I am not speaking directly to you. I am always in observation of my own experience. And while I did say on there, suck it up, buttercup, uh, <laughs> which I do believe to be true, there was one particular response that I believe spirit led me to see because it was only there for about 30 seconds. And I felt the push to check, not just that addiction to check, but the push to check. And I did. And when I did, it happened to be a family member who had made a comment about there she, there's that empathy again is what was posted. And in my family, I, I freaking don't know why. Honestly, I don't. I know that I had a very sharp wit when I was younger, but, you know, people, 35 years have gone by. Can we see that I'm now 51 and that people grow and change and learn along the way? So anyway, this comment was there and how their experience was, which of course, everybody's going to have a different experience. I was speaking of my experience. It was no big deal. Um, and it stopped me for a moment because I was responding because this was my personal page. And you know, I'm just tired. I'm just done with that perception of that's who I am. Get to know me today and 
you'll see a very different person that was so tormented in her younger years that I was sharp. I was fresh. I was sarcastic. I admit it. I've said it hundreds of times. And I went to respond and then the comment was no longer there. I'm so grateful I saw that comment because had it stayed public, I would have responded. And and I'm not in a snarky way, but in a way, actually, my comment was we it, it would be great to be seen as who I am today and who whom I've been for the last 20 years rather than who I was in growing up in that surrounding. But the point was that I didn't have to follow up. I didn't have to send this comment to this person and I felt a relief in there. And I do believe this practice of grace that I've been asking and and really being in for this week helped me be and let go of and to forgive, to let go from my own frequency that there are always going to be people who see us according to their lens. We are just a projection of who they believe us to be. And they may not have taken time. I haven't had a conversation with this person in four years. Um, so they, they're going to see it through that lens. So the grace here is, and the opportunity for grace here was I could have reached out privately and said, what the hell, man, like get over yourself. But I chose, you know what, that doesn't go anywhere. That doesn't help. And I think you have to consider your audience too, always. And I thought, wow, I don't feel any any old trigger here. I just feel a little sad and ironically empathy for someone who felt <laughs> the need to stab me um, which is what I did with my mouth. I know that when I was late teens, 20s, 25, I could still be quick with a barb, but it's not in, in it, that's not true. I'm not going to allow myself to negate me like that. I'm quick with a wit. Um, I don't do barbs anymore. I have a good friend, Barb. Uh, so the grace that I had to practice here, I believe you've probably had to have the same process in your own life. And I want you to pause and give yourself some credit. I want you to take a little bit of inventory though, and make sure that you're not avoiding a situation. If you're avoiding a situation, that is not grace. You may step back, arrive in grace, and then step forward and have a conversation. That would be fantastic. But if you're using the grace label as I'm just not going to have a conversation because I'm practicing grace here. No, no, that's avoiding. Um, and, you know, if if the situation warrants it, we need to have those courageous conversations. So in, in not responding, I guess some could say by talking about it, I'm responding. But to not responding to the person, I feel like I allowed myself another level of grace of acceptance of truth. The truth of the matter is this person will likely never see my true self, but that doesn't mean that I don't see it or that it's not reflected back to me in the people in my everyday life now. So in that, 
when you practice grace, you also practice a trust in your own self. You learn to trust that what you're feeling is accurate to your own experience. Because of course, the same could be said for me that I have a projection of this person in my own mind. And I have done the olive branch so many times that that tree just doesn't exist anymore. And I know that and I'm okay with that because I have to trust who I am today and that I bring empathy to just about every experience that I have. That does not mean I will sympathize with you. And I believe that people are genuinely looking for sympathy. They want me to say, oh, you poor thing that hurt when it went up your nose. Well, maybe it did. And I'm sorry it did. That wasn't my experience. I can't empathize that that was a, I can empathize in pain because this last week has really taught me that. But the grace of the moment is being able to say, that's your experience. I'm sorry you went through that. And yet that's not what I was saying in my post. (laughs) So I'm thankful that the process that made me stop and land on the couch long enough to have these thoughts, as well as, let's face it, a good cleanse will raise your vibration, have brought me to a place to understand that I can have compassion for myself as I continue to go through this healing from whatever this alien thing was that decided to take up resonance. And in when you're thankful and you practice compassion, that's grace as well. Can you see how grace shows up in so many different areas of our life? It's a way, I think, of being peaceful. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm so zippity-doo-dah over the fact that I've had this past week. I am thankful because the time and what I've learned about allowing other people to help me and that, you know what, I'm not doing brain surgery. So if it waits another week for launch, it's fantastic. It's all divine timing. So where's the grace that you would like to practice in your life? Think of a relationship that frustrates you or that you know, pushes your buttons. And remember I've said in the past that if you don't have buttons, people can't push them. And which might be frustrating for the button pushers, but that doesn't have to impact you. So where is it in your life that you would like some more grace? Is it towards yourself? This one's kind of a no brainer. It usually is initially towards ourselves. Do you have an inner critic that speaks up that perhaps communicating to it with grace or with it with grace will help you to be in ease of your own human wiring and conditioning. And that sometimes you just need to lay on the couch with a book in your hand or the remote or staring at the fireplace. You know, sometimes you have to let the laundry build up because you just don't have the energy for it. Although I don't understand that one. Call me, I'll do your laundry. I love it. But sometimes you do just have to put things aside and say, I am going to practice grace with myself today. And it would be wonderful if you put your hands over your heart while you said that. Where in your life does grace need to step up? Where do you want more 
compassion with yourselves, thankfulness towards yourself, so that you can really be the blessing that you are to this world. If I allow the comments and the history to be how I see myself today, I could not be the help I am and up until this point to tens of thousands of people. I just couldn't be because I would still be seeing myself through the projections of others. And I want for you to know your own blessing, to know who you are. Your soul chose you to walk around in. Your soul thought, you're kind of cute. I want to hang out with you. Um, and hopefully your soul is communicating to you that you can have a kind heart, a fierce mind, a brave spirit, and practice grace in your life and towards others. In doing this, you get to be pleasantly surprised. And that's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> like when I don't know how something's going to turn out, I'm like, well, I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised at what the outcome will be. So contrary to some of the books you might have read or stories or movies you've seen, when you're highly intuitive, it does not mean you get the answer booklet. It does not mean you know every outcome because that would just take the wonder out of life, wouldn't it? But you get to be pleasantly surprised when you're practicing grace. You get to see the return on that investment. You get to see the reciprocation of the energy. And a couple of weeks ago, I had to release my, my kitty cat so she will not be talking in the background any longer. I will treasure those podcasts where she was the most annoying. Um, yeah, that one's still a little close to the chest. Um, but I remember walking downstairs and I live on the third floor. And as I'm walking out, I, I have a hat on because it was so cold that day. I have my mask on, so only my eyes are showing. And I was crying um, because, <laughs> oh, she fought me going into the carrier. And that's a hard enough decision without having the animal fight you in her last little bit of spunk, which, hey, that was her personality. So, But as I'm going down the stairs, uh, there's a lovely woman on the second floor, and she saw me. She was taking her dogs out for a walk. Her name's Karen. And... As I'm walking out, she heard Leah screaming <laughs> and um, doing, you know, that caterwauling, which is, I know it's spelled differently, but boy, is it accurate. And she's like, is that a cat? And she saw me carrying her out and being a pet owner, I do believe, she looked at me and within 20 seconds, maybe even less than that, ascertained what was going on. And she did not even pause. She asked me, within a couple seconds, do you need me to go with you? And that expression of grace, that expression of compassion, of empathy has so touched my heart. And, and then she dropped a card off at my door afterwards. And that's the type of exchange that you get to be in. And you get to be pleasantly surprised when you see the grace that exists in the world and exists in others, and then maybe you bring it home to self. And I really do hope that you give yourself this gift because it can be so drilled into us that if you don't know what to do, or if you're not doing something, or if you're not being productive, or you haven't done this, you haven't done a list, that you are not serving self or anyone else, or you're not valuable. And yet it's in those moments of grace, surrender, and allowing that the magic happens. 
So I wish for you magic. I wish for you the grace of knowing who you are and allowing for the truth to come through and to face it with honesty and then be the recipient of hearts like that and to be one to hold that kind of heart. Our first sense, our intuition, once it's cultivated, will guide us to that amazing sense, belief in self, contentment, the joy. Um, We can't grow our intuition if we aren't willing to understand the emotions and the process of human life. And grace is a way of being. It is an emotion. And this leads to the amazing collaboration that is your soul and your human self. And it's just true that we have to do the work within. So I wish you grace. And for the graces that I am familiar with, great name. Your parents were lovely. And please be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's like a gift to me every week. And speaking of gifts, did you know that you can purchase gift certificates on my website, vickybaird.com, for yourself, for others? You can purchase coaching packages and gift those out. So please head on over to vickybaird.com and purchase your electronic gift certificates. <laughs>